lot of delay i think delay for about 2 minutes we are live hopefully i think the chat people in the chat on youtube can just say that we are live we just need a confirmation because there was some issue with our audio video all the other feeds and few technical issues from my end i mean there's never an occasion right wherein we face such uh, we don't face such difficulties when we start something new always there's some drama going on until the last minute so anyways with that being said uh we are the game week navigators right all of us part of the game week <laughs> we will be navigating through multiple weeks multiple game weeks and this is the first episode and i am joined by wonderful three members of our team there are a couple of more guys who are unable to make it today but will be there very soon over the next few weeks and you'll be probably tired of seeing our faces for the next probably 6 7 months or so until the next until the current season ends so um what are we going to discuss today guys what do you want to do fpl is live after all drama yesterday a lot of things happened yeah so before we start you know how do you feel about it right uh, how was the break guys I think we are still uh, tired of pressing refreshing throughout the few hours yesterday. <laughs> still haven't recovered from it. No, but it was honestly a much, much, much needed break. It was a long season. A lot of things went up and down. So good to be back, but but the break was worth it. <laughs> much needed. Sure. I mean, for me as an Arsenal fan, you know, the heartbreak at the end of it. I just, uh, you know, left as many football groups I could. I just took <laughs> a complete break, uh, you know, as much as I could. I could not stay away more than I think two, three weeks from Twitter. But at least, at least the first couple of weeks, it was a complete silence. I tried reading a bit more, you know, having a bit more time with family, etc., etc. Right. So, did all that thing. But I think three weeks stops, and you start feeling that, you know. feeling in your uh, heart like hey you know where my weekends are going uh, it should be football man and thankfully the transfer news helped a bit but fpl is fpl and in the in, in the first episode you are showing halens uh medal in the first page <laughs> <laughs> so that yeah. aditya has ensured that that hard burn does not you know go away but uh, at the same time uh, i think this is a new season I am hoping to sell away Haaland as soon as I can. I hope that you know, that bugger just does not return. You know, disappoints everyone and just we start selling him off. <laughs> yeah, but the thing is, the ownership with with Haaland is always going to be high. So you, it's always going to be like sketchy territory that we are going to be in if we opt to even think about that situation. So yeah, it's it's an interesting season, especially with the surprising and everything. So it's like looking forward to it. I hope Haaland doesn't like break the league again. Yeah, so the rest of rest of us have some chance. Like Arsenal, Liverpool looks like a rebuild happening. So yep. let's yeah, hopefully good times ahead. Yeah, I I did check this out at the noon. Uh, I think around eighty three percent currently owning Haaland. Wow. So yeah, the the price is not stopping anyone from owning him. Perfect. Uh, I think without any delay, we should move on to the next slide. Get right into Manchester City. Yeah. Yeah. Let's go into City. Obviously, Haaland is priced that high amongst you know compared to these four. But these are probably like the key. We're just going to first look at the key reveals here. Obviously, they are emphasized for a reason because 
of the the chunk of points that they've earned last season and the amount of bandwagons that they have created. So obviously we have KDB, Bernardo Silva, Grealish, and Stones. Any yeah. other options that entice you guys? Haaland is Haaland, right? Uh, but where do we go next? I mean, the fixes look really good for Manchester City. So yeah, we have uh, Guilish at 7.5. We have, uh, I think, Mares at 7.5. Foden also at 7.5. So out of those three, do you think all three start together or maybe just two of them? The I'm, hope, I'm hoping that Foden gets a start in, like, initially for... It is. It is. He's touted to start instead of KDB because of his uh, hamstring injury. But I hope he takes on that Gundogan kind of role where he's like the shadow striker running into the box late. So that that is going to be on my list of uh, uh, players to watch out for for this preseason and to see what his role is going to be like and how Pep is going to invent. Uh, the Gundogan position, at least, like is is Bernardo Silva gonna deputate deputize over there, or is Bernardo Silva only going to be on the right wing, rotating with Mares? So a lot of questions as of now with with Man City, with the outgoings and and the potential incomings. I think speaking about Bernardo, I think there are some transfer rumors that he is leaving City. So not sure why they decided to put him at the the main players here. And I, I mean, rumors are rumors, right? Uh, can't help it. Last last season, I think we were fairly certain that Bernardo is leaving. He was supposed to join Barcelona, but no one could cuff up and you know meet uh, City's figure. And even this time, it seems uh, while PSG is in, the number that they are asking uh, is fairly high. Uh, you know, 65, 70 million. But in case that goes up, uh, in case Bernardo goes away, I think. That makes that city uh, fixture, the city squad, uh, you know, fairly more predictable, right? You have Foden and Grealish who can take up both the wings. You have a new guy, was someone like Kovac is coming in, who can play with Rodri, right? And uh, someone like KDB plays the KDB role, right? Uh, things will become a bit more easier for us, and uh, hopefully that's uh, you know what we can ask for as FPL uh, managers, but. Uh, in case Bernardo does not move, uh, the, there are a lot of options that Pep can go for. Right? And one of the most uh, important things for me uh, is uh, looking at how and where Foden is utilized. Right? Every season, if you know that, you know, there's a Foden mania which goes on among most of the FPL managers saying, hey, this is the season Foden becomes uh, 200 points or say 180 point asset. But somehow, you know, that keeps dying off because he's never been able to make any one position his own. Right. Uh, do do you guys feel this is the season that it finally changes? I hope so. To be honest, like every time you see Foden is getting uh, starts in the team, and then something just goes south with him. Either it's off the pitch, either it's an injury, or either it's just a change in formation or change in tactics from Pep. So, but this season looks most more likely because he's going to be the next gen that takes. A, takes the mantle forward for Man City. Uh, so, hopefully, this season is going to be his season. Like, I'm I'm a big Foden fan. So, any chance I get, it, any any rumor that, that floats, like, hey, Foden can get, a, get, can get a start or he's going to cement his place, I'm on him. He's, he's got potential. He's got, he's got many routes to points. And the, the way he can blend to, like, multiple positions, so that goes in his favor. 
when it comes to pep's uh, flexibility of positions especially when like two seasons back when they were they were going around the merry go round of false nines like they had like multiple false nines so that that just shows including gundogan exactly and that just shows his capacity of you know adjusting and adapting to each position so yeah let's see let's hope this season uh, is his season and let's hope the preseason gives us some information on how pep is planning to utilize him perfect and, and since we have sorry sorry please go ahead. go ahead, go ahead. now which is saying especially uh, at the price point it's going to be amazing yeah 7.5 million for city midfielders if they are starting is going to is always has you know such high potential such high upside that uh, that indeed makes me happy but since we have a newcastle fan with us right uh, which is rare in most parts uh, i just want to know the second fixture is manchester city home to newcastle right i thought last season newcastle played well even in the away match but this time they have a new signing called tonali right what do you expect of the game man okay uh there are two ways that uh, tonali can fit in into the team either he'll play um deep which uh, release uh, bruno uh, in a more attacking role or bruno will stay at the deep position and um Tonali maybe maybe he can as we can see he can play uh, the box to box role as well. So currently we don't know what uh, Eddie Howe would do. So it depends on uh, how they feel during the first few warm up matches maybe then we we can know further. Yeah, but uh one thing I want to say about Tonali is uh, he's uh, actually quite good at taking set pieces as we can see during his Milan days. So he might take some set pieces from Trippier. so which makes uh, triple less appealing might so we don't know oh, because uh, without uh, we can see last season that triple took all the corners all the free kicks so which makes him so valuable as an asset so maybe tonali will take some of them we don't know that yet extremely strong point right and since we are in the topic of trippier right and in the category of defenders i just want to ask aditya any city defender who you are thinking of starting with aditya well uh, uh, to be honest I'll, i'll be just blunt you know after the game launched yesterday i just did an auto pick and i just uh, shut down my system <laughs> i i am not i'm not going to think about all these players at least for the next 3 weeks because okay we, we we have data we have stats we have fixtures everything and we'll just keep on blurring out like uh, these guys are the best picks for the next uh, for the initial 5 weeks let them start playing let them get fit because preseason is something that managers have now been very smart and and a good player a good player who has played maybe let's say regularly last season ends up losing his spot for the initial few weeks because he's been not looking fit in the preseason so i'm looking at it in a very different way but i am not looking at any other city defender probably stones is the only guy he's probably nailed his spot very well and he he's tending to move advance also to the midfield also he's uh, skilled up himself in terms of uh, playing up playing as a proper ball playing center back and also being good with his passing so i think probably stones might be the only player because we don't know what kanse he might leave and the right back spot is just completely up for taking so it's again the same clueless board that we are all in in terms of city's defense so other than stones i don't see any other option as of now so stones yeah, and uh... Okay, good. Cool. Uh, Stones at five point five. Edison is also five point five. So, who, which one is the best better option right now? 
I just I hate am, Ederson. Yeah, I'm going nowhere close to Ederson. <laughs> nowhere close. I'm saying that he's not a good keeper. He's not he he fits into Pep's system. That's the only reason he starts because Pep prefers someone who plays out from the back and his his skills on the ball are way better than his skills holding the ball. So Edison as a pick for me I can never make myself go towards that but personally even I agree with Aditya like if we have an option from the defense Stones is the only exciting exciting option only because he he turns into that inverted full back position and gets into the midfield with with Rodri but also let's see how how Kova is going to be uh, bedded into the system because that's going to be another point of discussion to uh stones losing his position to kovacic or is it going to be pep always like tending to take that one season with the player to bed him into his system and then you know give him those regular starts that's going to be interesting to watch doesn't have age on his side kovacic you know he keeps getting uh, a bit slower uh, with every season that we are watching him cool. but yeah i mean watching stones was so amazing last season and right? even as a rival fan i could just appreciate the way he was moving with the ball you know watching him play uh, fa cup final as well as champions league final do it at that stage right dominating teams like uh, inter as well as uh, you know manchester united it's not easy for a defender to do that in the middle of the pitch but you know stone was so graceful with the ball uh, just as a football fan i really loved watching him do that i am sure i tweeted about it as well uh safety defense is such a trap you know so so difficult to nail someone right but i know for sure i'm not going edison he was such a disappointment last season you know even if they conceded one shot we knew it was a goal right and i remember watching some stats i think he was one of the most underperforming goalkeepers last season i don't know if if it changes uh, but uh, very difficult to start with stones at least Uh, the only good thing about it is you know uh, we get a strong defense uh, asset for 5.5 to 5 million you know depending on where we end up with right and just that if we can nail it we know ideally we are getting a good defensive choices at least with the fixtures that they have got i, I was just looking at the fixtures for city and i can see they start with uh, burnley away can be tricky then it's newcastle at home then it's sheffield away fulham at home Uh, West Ham away, and then Nottingham Forest at home. You know, initial five odd fixes, and it just has so much potential for you know four or five clean sheets as well. In case you get it right, the upside is so high that you will always be attracted to you know, try it out. Maybe a week or two, and then you move out. But uh, there will always be an upside, given the fact that I don't think most of us are going for three city assets, attacking assets for some reason. Yeah, because you can't nail them down. Like you can't, you you except from say Haaland, you can't say any any attacker that's going to give you five out of five stars. So true, that's going true. to be a difficult challenge over there, and especially with Stone's price point, like he's five point five, and there are so many other options as well at that five point five range. So even if it goes south, you always have that easy jump away. it to the next player who's in the 5.5 bracket say a shaw say say estupinian who is a lo- lower uh, bracket so it's a, it's so it is very tempting to start with stones or with with the city defender in the same bracket uh, but you know it's very difficult to predict what pep does pep does pep things 
yeah yeah so like we were discussing at the start of the uh, you know pod it's so easy to get navigated you know start discussing fpl and we never keep track of time uh, i think it's time to move on to the next team yeah sure yes we go to the next team before that there's one comment which is that uh, in the chat that pep tends to slowly blend in those signings uh, those new new signings though yeah so i think we we've seen that right uh, initially they don't uh, they're not part of the team too much they don't play a lot of games but it takes them almost a season and a half to get integrated to the squad so probably players like grealish obviously might prove to be great this season but let's see and i think uh, is it just me that i'm seeing that leo's uh, video has frozen completely uh, so i think fine? yeah i think so yeah 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 i think so. Okay, so I think he'll have to uh, rejoin once again. Just put off his video yeah. on and off. Yeah. We'll move. We'll move on to Sankal's Arsenal, and uh, <laughs> it's just one thing to keep in mind: is Martinelli is eight, and Odegaard yeah. is eight point five. I think I think Rashford Sankal will you know <laughs> get started with. Yeah, I mean one fresh guy we can see. Uh, Sampard five million as a midfielder. Uh, it will be interesting to see how he is getting used i think the only thing that i have read so far multiple reports pointing that it seems havers will play for us in that zaka role how it plays out very difficult to know uh, i i mean zaka played a lot of times as second striker last season and i remember people pointing it out saying hey if if only it was someone else other than zaka we would have definitely gone for him and now we have a guy who generally plays well in the second striker role not a signing i was initially very excited about to be honest you know very difficult to understand why we were taking him why we are going for someone like him but now that i understand where exactly we are looking to play him i can see how it's making some noise all right at the same time uh, saka for me is underpriced i was very 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 surprised to see saka at 8.5 million given the fact that we already had news of rashford at 9 million right uh, i just expected all the 200 pointer guys to be at least 9 right and odegaard and saka both at 8.5 is a bit of surprise but uh, i'm definitely going to start with saka i mean saka was like alongside haland one of the first guys into my team and uh, i know a lot of people will still uh, be a bit uh, 50 50 about Gabriel Jesus, but I still feel he is a good player to go for at the start of the season. I'm not saying season-long choice, but again, like City, some thankfully we also have pretty good fixtures. You know, first five and five six uh, matches, a lot of matches at home, so it feels like uh, if I have to go at least two attacking players, I would start with Saka and Jesus to begin with. Right. Uh, over to you, Nehal. You know, what do you think about Arsenal this season? Uh, I think they have been just a point five underpriced from, especially Saka. He should have been nine at least because uh, he's on pens. He's the talisman of the team, and putting Odegaard and Saka at the same uh, price bracket becomes a little like it was a little lazy pricing. I would say that they could have just given Saka that point five premium and made us like have to make a decision between the two. so when it comes down to the pricing point of view i think they missed a trick over here as well as martinelli martinelli at 8 when you when you compare to him at with 0.5 more with to saka everyone's is going to go towards him so i'm just looking at him being very highly owned 
uh, at the start of the season also with jesus i think uh, the the price point is really good the 8 8 million per, uh, price point for forwards uh, you can actually start the season off with him especially with the first fixture being nottingham forest is it nottingham forest right yeah it's the start yeah. with forest <laughs> so you can start off with him and then based on of an honest performance and how the other uh, strikers are doing in the similar price point or lower price point like for example we have a lot of good 7.5 uh, strikers as well so it's always going to be an easy downgrade instead of you know upgrading at the so your game week one teams need to be as flexible as possible from the price point per, per point of view so i think jesus has got a edge over here and he 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 was showing potential before his injury but then you know yeah. post his injury it, it it takes time especially after a long term injury like 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 what he went through for sure he just like when he came back you could see that he was getting into those crucial positions but then you just saw man city jesus all over again for some reason so little disappointed by the end of the season but but for sure he's going to be a good option because arteta has blended him into their system and it's very similar to how pep operates as well so let's let's see i i have very positive uh, things for jesus as well as havertz havertz is, has always been a troll for me but then change of position and how he's going to be operate if it's going to be the jaka position that he's going to be operating in late runs in the box is always going to be exciting so these are players to watch out for what do you think about gabriel uh, when compared to the rest of the crowd so he's he's like uh, 5.0 as well right yeah so yeah, yeah. the most nailed uh, defender in the team as well so what do you think about him as an option i am pretty much uh, you know i'm pretty happy with the way they have priced gabriel because generally people don't go for him because he's a center back in spite of the fact that he does score those odd goals uh, you know from corners from set pieces right? generally people don't go for him people go for the full back so white has gone for 5.5 you know he was very popular last season now he's picked up uh, price zinchenko while is cheaper i feel there's a probability with the change in formation you know we see him not as much as we saw him last season right and especially with champions league i think we might preserve his fitness which has always been an issue right so gabriel saliba and ramsdale are, for me are the three defenders that i'm pretty much confident are going to start right and to see someone like gabriel who has that ability to score from set pieces right at 5 million i think is very interesting uh, i i personally feel i would start with three arsenal attackers being a arsenal fan right and uh, just uh, looking at the fixtures a bit more optimistic than others obviously but uh, i think anyone who's going for gabriel is in for a treat this season right saka and jesus i think will be fairly popular will be a third uh, arsenal you know asset uh, i'm assuming that you have the third one <laughs> nice assumption <laughs> i have not even made one made one draft so <laughs> yeah <laughs> but what do you think uh, I think Jesus, as you said, Gabriel Jesus and Saka are too good. I think they are very ideally priced. I think if Odegaard was priced eight, would have made some sense rather than eight point five. So that's just they just they just telling away, you know what? Just don't go for it. But then if he if he, yeah. if he scores points, then don't come to us. That I didn't pick him. That's the pricing <laughs> they give. So yeah, I think uh, we'll see. I think the third spot, as as usual, is going to be form dependent. Whoever. 
looks in good form, you go for him and you keep that slot open. I think that's how you need to play with the top, probably the six teams. Keep one one spot open because uh, sometimes it gets very difficult with hits and the funds to get them in. But uh, I don't know. Yuri Timber, we don't know once he joins, how much of an impact he's going to give to Arsenal. And uh, Sankal, there's a lot of lot of there's a disturbance coming up. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I think we're good. There's some sort of uh, okay, we're good. Yeah, I think. Uh, sorry, as I was saying, Yuri Timber. I think he's going to play a good role once he joins. Uh, I, I think he's due for a medical or something, and we are close to some some announcement. So whether he takes up wide spot or uh, he plays in the central defense, I don't know what's going to happen, but he could be a player to watch. Yeah, and that's perhaps the reason I'm not as confident of white starts as I was last season. Because last season, I was fairly confident I knew white will start. But I feel like Timber is fairly close to the way white plays. And, you know, is uh, much more regular as a fullback because white is a uh, centre-back and was converted as a fullback. So now I'm a bit more uncertain, right? I just want to check long if you can hear us. Uh, yeah, know, yeah, I, I'm here. Can oh, you hear me? Perfect. Yeah, we yeah. can hear you. I think for some reason the video is uh, frozen. But but yeah. any thoughts on Arsenal? Yeah, I'm I'm just uh, interested in seeing how um, Declan Rice uh, signing fits into team because uh, if he replaced Party at that deep position, then which means that uh, you have a quite attacking midfield with Havertz and Odegaard playing forward. So, do you think that you expose them to um, maybe leaking more goals? Uh, yeah, this is uh, one question. And another question is uh, the signing of Timber. So, what is Tomiyasu's role now? When uh, Do they sell him? Do they bench him? Uh, is he now a fringe player? Yeah, uh, I mean, uh... Taking the second question first, uh, Tomiyasu has been, I think, fairly injured most of the uh, you know time that he has spent here at Arsenal. Whenever he has started, I've been fairly happy. You know, there are matches I've seen him control Sun. There are matches I've seen him fairly keep uh, you know Salah in control. So uh, I'm a bit disappointed uh, with his injuries. Uh, but now that the entire transfer window has come in. It will be interesting to see what we do of Tomias because we have not heard about his exit so far. I have not read it anywhere. So I feel he might not be in the list. So it's like, you know, White comes back as Saliba's backup and then you have Timber and Tomias as possible right back as well as someone as a backup, right? The idea this season was obviously to build a lot of depth for Arsenal. The fact that we are going to Champions League and we hope to push City, uh, you know, for the title, right? So... The idea has been to add depth, so I feel Tomiyasu will stay as long as he's fit. Uh, but you never know. End of the window, someone comes up with a good offer. Things might change a bit. Overall, I do expect 80% for him to stay. With respect to the midfield, uh, I think we'll see some variations in home and away matches, right? In the way we approach games. Uh, of course, uh, when you take away someone like Party and put someone like I know Declan Rice, there's a possibility and with mostly with Zaka out of picture and Havas coming in, someone who's not as physically intensive as Zaka, I, there's always an opportunity for us to 
consider a lot of counters. I do feel that is one of the major reasons Arsenal went for Declan Rice. Because party is not as mobile as Rice is. Right? Rice covers a lot of the ground. He has fairly str- a higher pace than party has. So uh, I feel as a tandem, they might work well. Uh, right, And uh, at least for home matches, I expect Havas to start. Maybe the away matches, especially the tougher ones, we can have a you know combo of party and rice sitting at the base of the midfield with Odega doing the lone attacking midfielder job. There will be some variations to it, definitely. And uh, but the fact is, the front three should ideally hold you know strong Martinelli, Jesus, Saka, and Odegaard, right? And that's where uh, most of the opportunities are, at least from an FPL point of view. So, do you think uh, 100 million is well spent on rice? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I don't think uh, you know either of the transfer deals are uh, price-wise, uh, you know, good moves. But uh, I also feel at some point of time when you start, uh, you know, moving up the ladder, right, and when cl- opposite clubs know that you need this signing for a particular reason, right. They they'll start asking for more, and at some one point of time, we just have to accept it. Right? Uh, we are not going to do five deals a uh, uh, season from here on. Right? We have built most of our team now. We have almost closed with the death uh, options as well. So any player that we go for now is going to be a crucial player, and we'll have to overpay a bit. Uh, did we overpay for both the deals, uh, Howard and Rice? I I definitely agree. Uh, I I don't uh, I don't think I can deny it. Uh, Maybe hours by 15, 20 million. Yeah, rice, I think 25, 30 million more than I would have expected going into the summer window. Uh, but uh, the good thing is we have managed our wages well over the last two, three seasons. And I think that is the reason that we have been able to go for such deals, at least this summer. Rice is always going to have that English tax, man. So you can't. Yeah. It's always going to be the case, especially he's got age on his side. So yeah. it's always good. It was always going to happen. It was, his deal was always going to be a hundred million plus, and West Ham was not going to take anything below that. Okay. Somehow long dropped off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But let's move on to the next team. Yeah, we have let's six more teams to cover, and we have just so yeah, we just yeah. spent you know first thirty minutes on top two. It's okay. <laughs> yeah, I think like it uh, should be right. Yeah, like it should be. <laughs> okay, Long is back. Yeah. Okay, next team is my beloved team. <laughs> I think I will go this time. I will represent <laughs> Shiva and Suresh here. <laughs> and, you know, hopefully they kind of agree to my thoughts here. So, uh, United, United's pricing has been good and bad both the ways. I think I would, I would say it has been good, not bad that much. Rashford at 9 is good, is generous. I think they could have made him 9.5 and people would have, you know, you know what, let's not go for him. But 9 is like, you know what, he's competing with Son in that bracket. So, it's a good price. Other than that, uh, one big thing is that we managed to get Mount, which is such a surprising deal. Who would have imagined a Chelsea player ends up signing for United a year back, two years back? If anybody would have asked me, <laughs> that would have not happened. It would have just laughed off. But apparently, it's, it has happened. And it was announced yesterday. And that is a big signing for United in terms of the way that we would like to play football. So, 
that's going to be very important and uh, with Eriksen that we saw last year the amount of impact he was able to get in terms of united's attack and as well as defense and his injuries also had few issues in terms of overall united's performances so with mount in i think it's going to be casemiro fernandes and mount and that that three midfield is going to cause a lot of chances for the front line of united to score and we don't have a front line we don't have a striker so who's going to score i will score neyar will score sankalp will <laughs> score so unless we don't get a striker who's going to get you the points Uh, it's going to be so. If, if you all don't sign anything, do you expect Rashford to move up top? Because that's the only solution as of now. It, unless Marshall comes back, like if he can't, if he can manage to stay fit. Other than that, I don't see any other option. Like, and Vegas, Canadians should not happen. I will just fin- finish it off here. I'm with a lot of pain. I have to say, Marshall is a pre-season Terry Andre with a lot of pain. I I hope he stays fit and he plays well, but it's not looking good for us over the last two seasons. So yeah. if and we've got in Mount, we might get Onana. If not, we might go for Bigelow or I don't know what is the goalkeeper saga. That's a separate thing going on. We need a striker. I think they're looking at the Rasmus Holland. If they don't get him in, they're looking at Porto, Staremi, and there's all of lot of other weird names floating around. So I think they will eventually get a striker, but that might just drag in towards the end of August. So I think. your best bet in terms of united i'll just go straight away pre-season games might give us much better answers it's fernandes is the best option at 8.5 not rashford unfortunately just for the 0.5 might help us out anywhere else but if united don't get a striker it changes fernandes dalo is a good pick because mount might come in and eat luke's or set pieces that is something else that could happen so dalo at 5 and fernandes at 8.5 and then rashford i think three these are three good picks for now but pre-season will give us much better answers because we are playing nine games as the most so far so we'll get better inputs later yeah else i was actually uh, burned by dalos uh, <laughs> pick last season because uh, when i pick him he actually don't start for quite a number of games and one bisaka actually started it so do you think that uh, he'll he'll claim back the place uh, this season yes he will he will straight away he'll come in uh because we are going to play the inverted full back way the, the way the way city play that's going to be the same uh, whatever they call it positional play so i think he's going to play in because he got injured and he was rushed in and he wasn't that fit probably he got a breather and van bisaka to his credit has been playing well so that's going to be a tough fight but i think the low will get the place for now the addition of casemiro last season caused a big impact from a defensive point of view as well like the more uh, david dia ended up with the golden glove so from defensively can like can you imagine like after all of those mishaps defensively the team was pretty pretty strong so defensive assets from uh, manchester united are going to be interesting to watch out for especially likes of shaw and dalo uh, I'm, i'm very interested in looking out to Find, like looking out to find out which is going to be the best option out of the two. Just want to ask, and you know, this something that I I think I asked you in last season to Aditya. Double attack, one defense, or you know, single attack, double defense, Aditya for United. I don't want to jinx. Just single United player. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> and your player of choice would be Bruno. 
I might I'm inching towards Fernandez, but uh, United's run of games are also important, and uh, it it looks good. So I think if if you have funds, maybe Dalo. Otherwise, you know, at the start of the season, you are just basically looking at the previous season's defensive data, and you're going to pick players. All of a sudden, you will have different set of players and teams performing well. Like who who even imagined that the way Newcastle played at the start of last season, people just running all over and getting double defense, an attack, single attack, double defense, triple defense also at some stage, right? Nobody predicted. So yeah. <laughs> so again, I I just say right, just be patient and. Wait, but for now, just pick single, single yeah. assets. Yeah, but uh, I've been looking at the fixtures, right? Uh, United have Wolves at home, Spurs mm-hmm. away, which I expect to be a goal scoring match. Then again, Nottingham for a first at home, then Arsenal away, then Brighton at home, then Burnley away, right? I just have a feeling they have that two to three clean sheets there. And uh, if, for example, if we know that Dalo is starting, right? I think Saw Dalo looks like an interesting combination to go for. I don't know whether Onana comes. Someone like Onana, if priced at 5 million instead of Daria, will be someone I would be happy to look at because he would have a passing range and a higher probability of bonus, which Daria never had. right? Uh, and it's also the fact that no one else stands out. I mean, Bruno is a good choice, but then at 8.5, I'm getting Saka. right? Uh, I like Bruno, but I'm like, hey, if I'm getting Saka, I'll not go for Bruno, right? Uh, Rashford and Saka seem like good goal, keep, uh, goal scorers in that price range. So I might use that uh, extra uh, player uh, of United in the defense where I'm not fairly confident. Uh, you know, we'll be talking about repair and like players like Trent in the coming slides. But I, I feel like there's a probability to have fun and save some money in the defense, at least at the start of the season. Right? Let's see. I think we can go into the next one. And we have Newcastle United in the top four. How's it feeling, Long? Oh, this uh, I've been a Newcastle supporter for like more than 10 years now. And we've been suffering a lot, a lot under my Ashley. And finally, we get our club back. So finally, we are at the, at the Champions League uh, again. So uh, I think it's... Uh, one season earlier because the expectation last season maybe we just want to try to get to Europe Conference League. Uh, so I think uh, Champions League is a, a big surprise for us. So this season the expectation will be uh, a lot higher and I think uh, it will be very hard for us to juggle between the, um, these competitions. So so far we have signed Tonali. I think we will sign a few more. But uh, I think uh, there, there's a lot of rumours but uh, we, we we lost in the in medicine so far and uh, some of our other transfers so I'm uh, not sure how it's going to be but uh okay I'm, I'll, I'll just uh, briefly talk about uh, some of the price changes for Newcastle so look at our goalkeeper we start with goalkeeper we, have, uh, we, we can see that Pope have uh, increased in price uh, from 5 to 5.5 so I think right now there's a lot of good 5 million goalkeepers out there like you know Ramsdale and others. So I, I can't see people picking Pope, especially with uh, the tough fixtures with, uh, starting. Then we look at uh, defenders. Uh, Trippier has, uh, is the most obvious one, uh, increased to 6.5 million, right? And it's the second highest price defender now, I think. So um, if you ask me, I, I, I won't start with Trippier. 
even even if I love Trippy, I won't start with him. Um, then we look at other cheaper options. Like uh, I think the most popular one is uh, Botman, right? Botman uh, stays at four point five million, which is uh, I think is a surprise for a lot of people because a lot of people expect him to rise to uh, five million. So I think he will be uh, a pick for a uh, popular pick for a lot of managers. Uh, maybe uh, if they decide not to start him, they can just stick him in the bench. For some matches that uh, maybe uh, away to to City, maybe they can just uh, stick him on the bench, because you, you can see that a lot of promoted teams, their defenders are priced at 4.5 as well. So do you want uh, a 4.5 million defender from promoted teams, or do you want Botman? So the, the answer is obvious here. You want Botman despite him uh, not being a lot of uh, aerial threat, but he's uh, there's always uh, good to have a defender in the top four, top six sides. Then we look at our midfield. Uh, last year, the main midfield uh, we have is uh, Bruno. We have Longstaff until he, he got injured and we started with Willard there as well. Then when uh, they are not fit, then we, we, we move Jolinton uh, to the midfield and we also have uh, uh, a few others, uh, other replacements. Uh, then now we have Tonali, so we have an extra body there because at certain games we are forced to play um, the young Anderson and which exposed our uh, lack of squad depth. So this year, I think uh, they, they get Tonali, we have uh, more choice there. So probably they'll play Jolinton further forwards at, uh, at the left, uh, which uh, Isaac played last season. So uh, one thing that surprised me the most is uh, Wilson's price. I expected him to be uh, same as Isaac at 7.5, but he actually increased to 8 million. So we know that uh, Wilson never stay fit for the whole season. Uh, so for me, uh, if you ask me between Isaac and Wilson, uh, actually last last season we, we know that there's a huge swing when when you captain Wilson and you captain Isaac. That's uh, what make or break your season last year for a lot of managers. And I I myself I went with uh, Isaac, and I <laughs> uh, of course that uh, that's um, didn't, didn't turn out well. But uh, this season again, uh, I think. Uh, we, we cannot expect uh, Wilson to play in all the matches, especially you want to uh, play in the Champions League as well. So uh, Isaac will be a, a, a better choice. Uh, and uh, not sure yet if we will sign another attacking player because we have plenty of options up front. We have Gordon, which uh, is currently playing well in the Under-21 Championship. We have uh, Almiron, which... Uh, uh, honestly, uh, uh, for me, Almiron, I, I don't expect him to sustain the form or repeat the form last season. I expect uh, him to be uh, back to his ordinary self, maybe. So our, our front three currently is uh, maybe Jolinton, Isaac, and Almiron, unless we send some, sign someone new. So uh, yeah, if, uh, if you ask me whether uh, we should pick anyone from Newcastle, uh, from the first game week right now, I'll go with Botman and probably no one else until the fixtures get better. Yeah. Man, Log, I, I think you've covered everything that I could have asked you about Newcastle. I, I don't feel I have questions left anymore. Aditya, any comments? No, no. Very early to ask him too many questions now. <laughs> yeah, I think yeah, Newcastle is uh, not a popular choice now. Uh, among the templates until uh, maybe game week five or six. I 
I just have one one thing like uh, Wilson always starts the season very well, so that is going to always push me towards him. But uh, let's see, like preseason, if he manages to keep himself fit throughout the preseason, he might be an option over Isak. He might be like early early doors. Yeah, but after maybe yeah. three to four matches, then. There's, there'll yes. be something wrong to him, so yeah, for we sure. have to keep monitoring his his uh, fitness for condition. Sure. Yeah, completely agree. Yeah, I think I think uh, Newcastle, like you said, uh, might not be strong on the template at least to begin with. I I currently have Trippier in my draft, but I had that as a question, and I thank you so much for answering it. Uh, but there is a uh, set of fixtures, you know, after the first three, four matches or five matches, right? They start playing uh, Sheffield United, Burnley, West Ham, Crystal Palace at home, Wolves away, right? Which feels like uh, the fixture that we would be mostly targeting. And that more or less should coincide with our wildcard one plans. And that's when we would start bugging you heavily, you know, to give us tips. Uh, Wilson or Isaac, you know, Trippier or Botman, and you never know if Tonali becomes an option, right? So, we will be coming to Newcastle. Don't don't worry, right? I'm sure at some point of time Newcastle assets will be fairly popular. And while there are questions from fans that whether Newcastle can sustain that defensive form, uh, I do feel at home you guys will be a force. You guys will remain a force, and Botman is such an easy way to pick things and just play him in the home match at least to begin with. At some point of time, I would. Love to double up again, like Aditya mentioned. I don't think I can go, I will have the heart to triple up on Newcastle defense, but you never know. At some point of time, it might be a realistic option as well. Yeah, I, I feel that we actually got uh, slightly exposed uh, at the back uh, towards the uh, end of last season, uh, mainly due to uh, the left hand side uh, of Dan Byrne uh, because he's, uh, he's big, but he's, uh, I think he's more suitable playing a left center back, but we have Watman there. So uh, hopefully we'll sign a, a left center, left left back with uh, more pace. Then we might play better at the back. You guys in for Tierney by any chance? <laughs> uh, hard to say. <laughs> <laughs> cool, cool, man. Thanks a lot. Uh, I I think we'll move on to the next team. Yeah. And we have a very uh, you know a very popular FPL team. Here, right? Uh, because last season during this time, none of us were talking about Brighton. But the way things have shifted so far, Aditya dropped up for some reason. Yeah. So we can carry on with the conversation at least, right? Okay, sorry guys. I think we restarted a bit. Aditya, you are some tech. Yeah, there's some yeah. tech issue. It just kicked all of us out of the game. So, I don't know what happened. No worries. No worries. We're just no picking worries. up Brighton, right? Uh, so, yeah. uh, guys, uh, is everyone on the Mitoma train or anyone trying out NCCO well back? You know, what are your plans for Brighton? Good fixtures. Uh, personally, I have... My eyes out for uh, Joe Pedro uh, at that 5.5 forward position. If you want to like stack your midfield up, he could be a good option for your second striker if he's getting those nail minutes. But the only issue with him is 
he's got a lot of competition for both of his preferred positions uh for the sole striker position he's got welbeck and ferguson and for the right wing position he's got three co- competitors as of now uh enciso uh, march and born on uh, notte so i am going to be looking out for him but he is one option that that is like going to be a very big differential if he manages to get a starting berth ahead of uh, welbeck uh, and uh, ferguson so that is going to be an interesting one for me uh what are your thoughts on pricing for march and gross as the same as mitoma yeah i'm i'm quite like, surprised by that actually i expected march and gross to be 0.5 million lesser than mitoma but if three of them are priced the same as you can see now mitoma is obviously the favorite everyone will go there and uh gross we, we we don't know where he'll play because last season he played everywhere right back uh deep in the midfield especially when we have uh mac and kaisido left leaving so we, we we really don't know how brighton will patch up the, the the midfield that they have you know what surprised me the most like absolutely surprised me was gross ending up as the top scoring Sorry, midfielder yes. from from brighton and i was like bro he didn't even start in the midfield for so many games he was like a left back he was a right back played everywhere on the pitch and he also takes penalties but and with with mitoma with those space on the wings they are susceptible to winning a lot of penalties now that mcallister is out he's going to be number one penalty taker so interesting to keep an eye out for him and another thing is uh, he's the leading bonus point scorer for brighton because he completed a lot of passes a lot of tackles in the midfield so some might uh, want to get him because of the uh, high bonus points also and he's a lot on a lot of set pieces as well so uh, a lot of assist potential so one of the choices that people choose to ignore at the moment but i think uh, have a lot of potential makes sense uh- I am starting with Estupinian. I am being honest. You know, the first guy in my team was Estupinian at five million. Brighton have been fairly good in defense as well. The fixtures are good. Uh, I do remember doing that, and I think he had won seventeen points or something right towards the end of the season. And I was so happy that really kicked up my you know, game week ramp. So good, happy memories. I am starting with Estupinian. Uh, March is such a silent performer when it comes to uh, FPL, right? I, I remember uh, there was a stretch of games where March continued to give one assist, one assist, one assist each, and you know some odd goal. And Mitoma had just nothing, right? Maybe one or assist. And uh, I feel Mitoma has that flair factor which you know keeps him in our mind when it comes to FPL. But March is equally potent, and sometimes he gets the better opportunities to score a good goal, right? Uh, while I might you know suck in and start with Mitoma. I will have my eyes on March definitely, and you never a wild card one. I might just make the switch like, rather than using a transfer. Use that wild card to switch around. Yeah, when when March scored that goal and was not awarded last season, I I actually captained him, so it just broke my heart. <laughs> same here, same yeah. here. <laughs> with March, I just have a feeling that he's not a be- not not the best finisher. He gets a lot of chances, but that's his only issue. Okay, we've covered up a lot on Brighton. I think let's move on to the next team and 
That is what is going on. The slide is not changing. Looks like <laughs> everything is up for us, right? To you know, not. Yeah. It's, it's not. I mean, I mean, it's season it's opener, just, right? Yeah. It's okay. Yeah. FP, yeah. FPL crashed at least two times yesterday before the start, so it's fine. <laughs> yeah, never change FPL. Yeah, thank God. Okay, we are back, and we were here, and we got a Nayal's team. That's the Liverpool. Ah, uh, where do I start with Liverpool? Disappointing season last year, but looking exciting this year with the number of signings that we have already completed. Uh, so Buslai and McAllister going to assure up that that midfield. Now, from an FPL point of view. Uh, I think all of our assets are little underpriced when when compared to their potential, uh, except for Trent and Salah, and to an extent Virgil and uh, Robertson. These are the only four players I think have been overpriced. The others like are completely underpriced according to me, and uh, we're also uh, going to see a change in role for Salah. He's not going to be like as much as it hurts me to say this. It's going. He's not going to be as potent as he was earlier, because if if we are seeing the change in formation that Klopp had uh, designed for last season, uh, and Trent is going to be the inverted fullback, mm-hmm. there is no one to give with. So it's either going to be between Sobuslai on the right or on Salah on the right to give provide that width and uh, stretch teams out. So. It's going to be interesting to see how how Salah is going to adapt to that position because at the end of the uh, at the end of the season as well he wasn't very close to the box he was at the periphery of the edges of the box but not in the box box after the change of uh, formation so it's going to be interesting to see also a lot of people are jumping on Darwin Nunes seeing his price I would say he's a wait and watch for now. I do not see him starting the season. It's going to be between him and Gakpo for sure. And especially with the five sub rule, it's going to be interesting to watch how how we're going to bed in Nunez. Uh, with the amount of chances that we're expected for him to receive from Trent and Subuslai, uh, it's going to be interesting to watch how much he's able to convert. Because even last season, he had a lot of chances, but he, was, he just couldn't convert them. Like, it was either on uh, at the palm of the goalkeeper or right above the goal. It was never to the left or the right of the goalkeeper. So it was, it was always an issue with Darwin. He's always going to be getting those chances with Liverpool with the amount of chances that we create. But it's going to be interesting to watch him. The the pick that I would say that has me very excited is Soboslai at seven. That I think has been underpriced by 0.5 and. Luis Diaz at 7.5. I think these two can cover for Salah. So I am not looking to go with Salah with on in my game week one team after after like forever. Uh, and looking to start with two either one midfielder or a forward from from Liverpool, either Subuslai and Diaz or Gakpo and Diaz. So those two will be able to cover for. For Salah, I feel like personally. Well, uh, I had a small thread on uh, I wrote a small thread on Twitter uh, right around uh, 
the two strikers that you have, central guys, right? Hakpo as well as Tumunis, both priced at 7.5. I, I mean, the pricing is amazing if you get a Newcastle, uh, you, if you get a Liverpool forward for 7.5 million. But there's a lot of difficulty in guessing who that guy is, right? And of yeah. course, like you said, with the five sub rule, of course, no one will play for 90 minutes. I just feel as a system, the way Klopp uh, has bought in players and the way system is developing now, Hakpo just feels like the better guy will fit in better to start those games, right? He's, he can act as a connector. He has shown that a lot of movements in and around the ball, he drops in and he sets up other guys, right? So, I just feel Hakpo is the more mobile player and hence most games, he might be the guy starting in front instead of uh, Nunes. Just a, just a thought, uh, you know, no, looking I, at the way he moves, I uh, uh, that's my feeling, right? I completely agree to that. So, those two players are two different players for two different situations. So I yeah. feel Nunez has has more of a out and out forward kind of situation with him, and uh, Hakpo has more game building uh, responsibilities around him. So personally, I think Hakpo should should be starting, and then around the 60, 60, 65 mark, we're going to see Nunez come in for the impact of the bench. So it's going to be interesting. You're not going to see a very nailed forward. Especially with the amount of options that we have for the forward position, don't forget Jota as well. So Jota is all, also another another thing that could pop up for the forward position for us. Uh, so it's it's a little difficult to predict who starts in the in the central position as of now. Even Nunez can start on the left, as we saw last season. But with Diaz back, I don't think so. He, uh, he's going to give that position away to anyone. Diaz by far is our best left winger. He stretches play, he brings the ball in, and he uh, attracts defenders towards him, creating a lot of space behind behind defenses as well. And he's got a mean cross, he's got a mean dribble on him. So I think he starts the season for us hands down. But if you the conundrum that we have with Liverpool right now is with the pricing that we have, is is Salah an option, and can we cover him? So I think. With the pricing and with what we what we are presented with right now, I think uh, two players in the midfield or two players from attack from Liverpool are going to be sufficient to cover for Salah. What about Trent? You know, eight million price, right? Someone has gone back after a long time to eight million as a defender. I didn't even have a, such a great season, at least for most of the season. Right? He ended it well. Right. Uh, do you think you start with him? Uh, you know, do you feel there are some clean sheets there? I don't personally. Liverpool and clean sheets is going to be a very difficult love story this season. Don't think we're going to have a lot of clean sheets, especially with with Fabinho kind of on his decline. Uh, we need to replace him with someone with more leg. Uh, so that's going to be an issue. So from a clean sheet point of view, I don't see that happening. But from an attacking point of view. He's going to be in those half spaces between uh, Subuslai and Salah on the right-hand side if he's playing the inverted uh, uh, role in, in possession. But uh, that's that's what you pick him for, for his attacking returns and his occasional clean sheet. But it's going to be far-fetched to say that you know we are going to keep a lot of clean sheets this season. I don't see that happening. Uh, and Klopp doesn't mind it, to be honest. He is... He, he prefers
Oh, did we lose? What happened again? Did we lose again? Okay. This is nice. Yeah, some of really surprised. I don't know what went wrong. It just Pass this metal. Pass one that layer. It just kicked me out. It's like uh, it's rebooting. It's like it's rebooting in every 30 odd minutes. I'm yeah, telling yeah. us, hey, this this is 30 minutes. We are hitting the one hour. <laughs> oh, you guys are supposed yeah, to close it with one hour. Yeah. Right. Perfect. I, I, you know, uh, just talking about that defensive, right? Uh, without clean sheets, I just feel, uh, you know, FPL wise, it becomes such a huge punt. And if you are giving a eight million price. Perfect, right? And you don't get the clean sheets. I don't think Trent can hit 200 points without substantial number of clean sheets, right? And if he doesn't hit the 200 points, that eight million just feels a bit more. Uh, I mean, I've been looking at players like Diaz, uh, right? Now we have uh, a lot of uh, good attacking players at at and even below eight million. I just feel I would rather spend my money there. No, I agree to that. Like honestly, it's it's an EO thing. That they price him at eight eight million to make it a little difficult, and what they, what they messed up was uh, Robertson's price. He's no way going to be a six point five defender this season if he's going to play at the left center back position. If he's not overlapping, Robertson is as good as a five five point oh midfield five point oh defender. So I think they got it wrong with with that. It's it's only like with Liverpool. I think all the EO players have been priced 0.5 more than what they're what they're deserving to be. Especially Van Dijk. Yeah. Van Dijk at six, the occasional goal threat. Yes, I do understand. But if he's got no clean sheets, there is no way I'm going to pick him at six. There are so many other better options at 5.5 and five. I think it's four to five years of being the top assets, right? I feel like just rewarding them. Hey, you have done it for a long time. You know, we'll we'll continue to price you high. I think there was a wrong season, though. <laughs> like start of last season, I would still understand it, but after last season, just point yeah. five above everything. Perfect, perfect. So we we set on to the next team, right? We have a couple of more teams to close with. So next next up is Spurs and Spurs are I think a very interesting team because obviously they've got a new coach. Uh, if we all pronounce his name properly, that's I think Ange Postecoglou. Hopefully I've done yeah. it right. <laughs> and Postecoglou. I, I just call him Ange. So I just call him Ange. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, he 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 has a good style of play in terms of. uh the way they played under him i think sorry i think spurs will play well under him i feel i think it's good for them to have such coaches who are not like the big names and uh, that's how pochettino came out of nowhere from south africa to spurs and uh, we'll hopefully finally see good football from them because it's been really a stinker run over the last 2 3 years mess up with the players and other things surrounding there the only big question is whether kane stays or not and that's the question because if kane if he leaves it's basically it's like <laughs> in terms of the attack as a striker there's only one guy people will go with kane there there is a scope for you know uh, differentiation obviously people might not go for haland and you know like i will go double city attack and all with midfield and all but it it all revolves around if kane that's the big equation other than that richardson is gone to midfield 
so that's an interesting thing and son is priced at 9 so he's gone down back and a few other options are opening up from spurs but again a lot of good things from them we need to see the interesting we have madison at 8 yes that's another one uh, i think madison is 7.5 i guess no, five, yeah. Five, yeah. Oof, yeah. Oof. amazing amazing <laughs> And and based on yeah. uh, Postecoglou's uh, previous uh, teams as uh, Celtic and uh, Australian national team, actually he don't play with uh, wing backs. So you see here, Perisic is uh, might be less valuable compared to uh, during Conte's time when he likes to play with wing backs. So we have to see. Uh, I think uh, we cannot choose uh, Spurs wing back. And also, uh, if Kane leave, then there might be a chance that Richarlison will be playing at the central striker role, maybe. So it might make him a popular choice for me. Personally, think and Postecoglou does not uh, also care about keeping clean sheets. Personally, yes, he is a front foot manager. You score five, we score six kind of attitude. So it's going to be very interesting to see how that attack pans out. And going to be very interesting to pick these players uh, based off on how they perform uh, early early season. Uh, but very difficult for me to start with any one of the Spurs players because I do. It's a very unknown commodity as of now to know how they're going to perform under Ange. And uh, it's 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 interesting to see how uh, if if Kane leaves, who's going to take up that that lone forward position. Is it going to be Richarlison? If it's Richarlison, he's going to be out, uh, out of position for, for yeah, at seven point oh, that's going to be gold with how Ange plays. So it's going to be interesting to watch Spurs this season. I I have high hopes from them, especially and especially with the introduction of the new goalkeeper. Uh, they're going to assure up that defense a bit as well, but. I wouldn't pick anyone from their defense because uh, Postecoglou is not a very defensive manager to begin with. He's not a Sean Dyche. He's not. He's not a Allardyce who's going to uh, assure up the defense and you know ask to counter against that. He's going to be on the front foot. He's going to try and finish uh, the game off as soon as possible. So it's going to be interesting to watch them this season. Uh, obviously, uh, I think we will need to spend at least one episode on Spurs, like when we do our team talks, etc. In the coming part, you know, of the preseason. Uh, but I do feel, uh, like you guys said, uh, if Harry Kane leaves, things open up for Spurs. He's a very attacking manager, something that we have all seen. I would be much more excited about assets like Richarlison, Madison, if Kane is not there, right? Uh, because a player like Madison, right? He loves to score goals. We have seen him as a FPL asset. We have loved him as a FPL asset, right? And he can really open up things for Spurs. Uh, but with Kane there, uh, I think everything stops at Kane. He just comes out as a really good Haaland alternative. It's all about timing, right? I I saw someone um, mentioning. I think Brandon there mentioning that hey, you don't need to start with him. Or uh, I think it was FPL wizard saying you don't need to start with them, which makes sense. But at some point of time, again doing that wildcard one territory, I think this is one of the major reasons I'm more excited about wildcard one than my starting team. Because I feel like starting team, everyone will have the same team. It's just around when we'll be hitting that wildcard one, you know, game week five, game week six territory, when things will open up, we'll know a bit. 
lot more about Liverpool. We'll know a lot more about Spurs, Chelsea. You know, all these good teams who are underpriced. We'll have avenues to start differentiating. Right, so I, I'm much more excited about that. Uh, one thing I want to add uh, with respect to Perisic, which is there on the screen, it seems Perisic might be moving out on a free transfer. I think they'll be cancelling his contract and he'll move to his home country, Croatia, and which makes sense, right? Because uh, Ange requires a different mindset altogether, right? He he will not require a wing back anymore. He'll require a full back who can bomb forward and then come back. So, Pedro Poro might be a very good alternative. Yes, they might not be good on clean sheets, but I think he'll be a very, fairly strong fullback. Fullback, you know, the FPL fullback that we all love. Uh, given the right set of fixtures, I think he'll be someone who will come in and go out of our teams uh, as and when, uh, you know, the fixtures suit them. I completely yeah. agree to that. Yeah, I'll make a brief yeah, prediction. So- I think Kane stays as first. Yeah, I think he'll stay. I don't think so. Lee, uh, Levy is ready to let him go anyways. He doesn't mind him go, going on a free as of now. But he just wants him to stay this season. So, yeah, I, I kind of agree to it. Well, the next team is Chelsea. and The, the last slide. The last slide. And the last team for today uh, is Chelsea. And, yeah, a lot of... Uh, Chelsea's, uh, I think, has been there's been a complete drama, right, from Chelsea over the last year or so. A lot of things up and down, managers in and out, players in and out, loan in and out. out. Yeah, yeah, buying, uh, buying another <laughs> club in France, selling, or all lot of lot of drama going on. But let's talk about FPL here very quickly in terms of Chelsea. They've got a new coach. Obviously, we know who it is. That's Mauricio Pochettino, and there's you know, not a lot to say. We really hope Chelsea play well, and there are good price assets. It's like uh, like how FPL priced on United assets last season just got them down, and I think kind of the same thing they are done with few Chelsea players, not with all. Especially James and Chilwell at five point five is a little bit off, right? And other than that, I think there are a few assets here and there, and there's one name up on the screen who is very kindly priced at seven. We all know who that is. <laughs> I, I just, what do you guys predict? I don't know. I, I don't think so. He gets a lot of starts. Like, he'll get game time for sure. But it's going to be very difficult to predict who starts in that winger position because they have so many. And uh, Mudrik as well has been lighting the Euros up. Uh, yesterday, his game was great. The way he played against the the France under-21 team as well. He he is looking like a man in form. So he's going to be interesting as well. But again, one position, a lot of players. Yeah, I'm just so, curious uh, who Chelsea have in the central midfielder role now that now that they saw almost everyone. They have uh, Gallagher. Enzo and Gallagher. And Enzo. Uh, yeah, yes. Enzo and have, Gallagher. Uh, yeah, they don't have enough uh, Maybe Kaiser. Yeah, maybe Kaiser. So they they are looking to buy Kaiser, right? Uh, <laughs> so it's a uh, one. I think. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, it looks no, like a, uh, yeah, it looks like um, a really unstable team right now, and we don't know which are the players that uh, Pochettino prefer. So we have to, I think, uh, look at a few games first. But at a first glance, actually, I like uh, the price of Sterling. Yeah, but it depends on how many games you play. I I. 
definitely won't start picking him in game, game week one, for sure. I don't think anyone will pick any Chelsea players, even though the James and Chilwell's price uh, looks tempting. And Pochettino actually, is, I, if I'm not mistaken, is uh, not uh, well known for playing wing backs as well. No. Right, no. So they'll be playing further back than rather than attacking. So it make them less appealing, maybe. But uh, flip side to that is there is a very slight chance that James ends up on penalties as well. Yeah. So that's an interesting. The, the out of these four on the screen, I feel Chilwell's got the least potential comparatively because Chilwell as a left wing back, when compared to as a left back, is big is a big difference. So it, it's going to be interesting to see if he or Kukurella gets the start at, at the left back position. So it's a wait and watch for me for that position as well. One person that we're missing from the screen is Nkunku. 7.5 forward. What do you what do you guys think about him? For me, he don't play as the, the main striker. So for now, I think Chelsea don't have a, a main striker like Lukaku because Lukaku should leave. And Jackson, I don't think he starts right away. Aubameyang should leave. So I'm not sure if they will buy a new, uh, new striker or they'll play Nkunku there. And... And Kunku, not not sure if he is uh, taken any penalties before this because uh, I I don't really watch him play that much. I think he was the primary pe- penalty taker for Leipzig. Yeah. With no no, it was obviously I'm so sorry. Yeah. So there is that there is a very slight chance that James pips everyone to take those penalties. That's going to be interesting to watch and find out uh, if James is actually on penalties with. But the pace in their wings, they are very susceptible to uh, winning more a lot of penalties. Okay, uh, I think uh, I mean just relooking at the fixtures of Chelsea, right? They start with Liverpool home. This is a difficult match. Then they go West Ham away. Then they have Luton Town at home, Nottingham Forest at home, Bournemouth away, and Villa at home. I think fixtures look good. Uh, I mean, I was thinking of them as a wildcard one team. But I think the fixtures are strong enough to take that punt, right? Uh, I, I know they will not be popular, but uh, someone like James and Chilwell, I, I, I now have a feeling that, hey, if I'm going to repair, I might as well, you know, save that one million, go Chilwell. I, I would love to go Chilwell because, you know, four at the back is when Chilwell comes alive. And I know Poch will play that uh, formation, right? And generally, Poch does well with fullbacks, uh, you know. I remember Walker and uh, I know Rose, right? Those guys used to do really well in FPL as well as you know Premier League under Pochettino. So he does well with fullbacks. Uh, I don't know what happens of attack, like you guys said. Fairly limited information for us to talk about. Uh, but looking at the fixtures, I feel there are clean sheets there. You know, Luton Town at home, Nottingham Forest at home. Poch does well at for defense as well. I would like to punt maybe with one. Right, just one, right? Because most of the team will be difference here. So why not punt with one player? And if this one, rather than reach James, I just don't trust his fitness. I would maybe go with Chilwell, right, uh, to begin with. Uh, save that one million from Tripier and see whether there's any possibility for me to upgrade. Maybe, you know, upgrade that 4.5 million striker to a Chao Pedro, like Nehal was talking about. Yeah, and, and they are not likely to get clean sheets as well. Uh, Thiago Silva is, I think, around 40 years old now. And they don't have really a, 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 yeah established centre-back. So, can't see how they keep 
clean sheets this season unless they sign someone. It, it, it's, yeah. it's just that, you know, wherever I've seen experienced managers come up, come up, right? When Arteta came in, we were like one of the worst defensive teams. And he showed up the defense. So, uh, when Ten Hag came in, right? Uh, United last season were one of the best defensive teams, right? So, whenever good structural uh, managers come in, I feel defense is the first thing they work on. Right. And then they start working on midfield and attack, right? So, given the fixtures, you know, uh, come on, Chelsea can keep a clean sheet with Luton Town at home, right? That seems a possibility, right? Nottingham Forest at home seems a possibility, right? Uh, West Ham away can be tricky, I agree. Villa at home can be tricky. But Bournemouth away, again, feel a good coach can do some murders, right? Uh, there's no, uh, obviously, it's not as given as uh, City going out. Or uh, United going out and playing those matches. But at the same time, you trust the quality of the coach. And you take a bit of punt, right? Because anyway, start of the season, you will have nine nine players similar to others, right? It's just that one or two you pick and you hope that someone gives you something additional to start a bit stronger than others. I agree to that. Like uh, You can do far worse than picking James and Chilwell. At that at that price point, they they are up for grabs for sure, for sure. And if they can keep say three clean sheets out of the six and give you one attacking return or two attacking returns, it's it's going to be gold at that price point. So interesting to watch them, and I'm just going to keep an eye out for them, see what their preseason looks like and what uh, what formation and what, how they're going to be set up is in terms of personnel. So, uh, just going to keep an eye out for Chelsea. What do you guys think? Top four, Chelsea this season, or just no, too many moving pieces around for them? I think they'll be uh, happy with a top six finish for me. I think just just falls short. I mean, you have Liverpool who have really strengthened. You have United who are adding players. Arsenal is really adding and City, our City, right? Uh, and then you have Newcastle who has added some electronally and all that. Right? So, it's going to be a really, really strong fight this year for the top four. Uh, I think they'll be in the mix, but given the fact that you know, there's a lot of transitions happening, I feel they'll slightly fall short this season and uh, perhaps get into it again next season. That, that's my thought as things stand. Yeah, the question I asked that question because at that price point, if you get a top four kind of form team player, it's going to be gold for FPL. They will have their moments, right? They will have the moments, and it's just for us to start picking those moments. Right. <laughs> I think sense. one thing that uh, from Chelsea is that at the moment, as we I think most of us will come to the conclusion that their current squad doesn't favor them for top four. Obviously, with City, Arsenal, United, and Liverpool, probably with Spurs, Newcastle, the seven teams are done right away, I think, right? Six teams. And I think when you add Chelsea there, the only thing that will go in favour is that they have no European football. And that will that does play an important role because football is getting very, very fatigue-prone. Players are struggling. There's a lot of rotations here and there as we get, you know, bottled up towards... The December month with this complete bottleneck with the League Cups and all, and all the European games and their Champions League, Europa League, and all those midweek games. So that with not being there for Chelsea, 
that will help them focus more on the games in the weekend. So we could see better performances from that. But again, uh, that's a long shot at the moment for us to say, right? Unless the season starts, thing that yeah. will give us probably better answer. Also, they will not be losing a lot. I don't think so. Any player to Afcon this season, and not losing any player for the Asian Cup as well. So hmm. they're going to have a lot of rested players with with the size of the squad at least. Hmm. I think we are done with the uh, player prizes. We've covered up for the top six teams, and uh, next we'll move on to. Are the some of are the position changes, and so these are the list of players that have their positions changed. Uh, obviously, there are a few interesting names here. We'll just spend a bit of time here, and then we'll wrap it up. Obviously, we're going to touch ninety-minute mark. That's too much. So, so we see Jota going back to midfield. Uh, Average going back. Richardson going back. And uh, Gakpo is gone as a forward. Sergi Kenyas has gone to a uh, midfielder. And then I think one interesting name that has been floating around a lot is Enciso and Mbemo. Bumo is without Tony, probably the penalty taker. Six point five, kinda out of position. So. Going to be very interesting. He's, there is a lot of template forming around Mbumo as well. Uh, he is he's rivaling Matoma as your six point five pick in the midfield. So it's going to be interesting to see what if 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 Bright, uh, Brentford don't sign like out and out uh, forward, Bumo is going to be a very good option uh, alongside uh, Scard. So let's see. Uh, that's gonna. That's a very interesting out of position. I don't know for uh, to be very honest. Like he almost played as second striker all season, uh, last season. So I don't know why they made that reverse change, but it helps out. I mean, it helps to get that template form. It's just FPL being FPL, right? They just want to you know do something. Like someone was saying, you know, they're focused on the top three, four teams. themselves and then you know they hand it over to some intern and say hey you know why don't you take care of the rest of the change right <laughs> so some, some things just don't make sense uh, but i'm happy to see you know assets like jota come back to midfield jota richarlison havertz these are all players who will who will pick at some point of time right uh, for 3 4 weeks or 5 weeks right and ncc in fact at 5.5 million i feel with uh, mcallister moving out of brighton He is the guy who will play that position, right? So he's a guy who will definitely come into our teams during the wildcard one or you know post that trade because Brighton looks so good in the attack and they have got a really good coach. I have to accept the very solid coach in the way they build up, uh, right? And the way they attack, right? They do it as good as the top teams. Uh, earlier also they used to do it under Potter, but I think they have just picked up another level with some of these additions. I just hope with both McAllister and Caicedo uh, moving out, they don't lose out that mentality, which is very much needed for you to finish out matches, right? So these guys used to help them out. So I hope that mentality remains. But like we are talking about, Brighton will give us some surprise assets for sure, cheaper assets who we can utilize on uh, to do a bit better, right? Yeah. Uh, for me, uh, the the one that caught my attention is uh, Brandon Johnson. 
uh, shifting to midfield because he's on penalty and is playing forward, uh, is linking well with uh, Ewoni, uh, especially towards uh, end of last season. So we have to see how uh, Forest uh, improve their attack this season, whether they do that. And another thing is uh, on Newcastle's point of view, uh, Richie switching from defender to midfielder, is, it doesn't matter because he, he won't get minutes. So that's, that's all for me, I think. And also Wissa. Okay, Wissa, okay. because uh, yeah, without Tony, then he, he'll most likely play um, the starting forward role unless they sign someone. So that could be an interesting choice as well. Fair. So, fair so enough. I think <laughs> yeah, so it looks like we are uh, probably done with this very brief, uh, not brief, Brief is such a uh, unjustifying word that I've used for a 90-minute episode. is really harsh. For a lengthy stream one from us, uh, you know, cluttered and forced but with poor... Talking about SPL. Yeah. Yeah, finally. I mean, like, uh, yeah, it's 12.30am uh, in, in Malaysia right now and I'm still not sleeping. <laughs> Good morning. It's Friday morning for you. Yeah, it's Friday morning now. <laughs> Luckily, tomorrow is a public holiday here, so not working. <laughs> so I think yeah, yeah, I mean, this part, yeah, this part definitely makes me think a bit more uh, for my FPL team, right? Uh, I just made one template yesterday, but now with this discussion, I know I'm going to go back and do a bit more rejigging. I hope we push Aditya enough to start making his first draft. <laughs> I'm not going to do it. Uh... <laughs> I'm not going to do. I mean, anyone who logs in two hours before the deadline will make the team that we will be doing from from now. True. The template will be formed. After, like No matter what you do, the template will be formed. Because these players at, that price, at those price points are going to be picks that you want to have in your team. So no matter what FPL does from their price, point of view or changing the point system point of view, there is always going to be a template. Yes, will not keep think, long any further. Yeah, I think he's about long. to do that. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Leong needs to go off. And thanks for everyone for taking time to join. And obviously, an hour and a half is a lot. We are all in different time zones. That's, that's one thing. And to all in the chat and our viewers who joined in, we appreciate everyone taking our time. There might be another stream on this uh, weekend. Not 100% sure. We'll be having our beloved Zoo coming on. If that happens this weekend. If not, we'll probably start our team preview series from the 24th of this month. That will give us enough time for all the teams at least to play 2-3 games. Otherwise, it's going to be pretty much pointless for us to talk on. So we'll be starting from 24th, the team preview series. Covering up uh, as many teams as we can. So hopefully we'll see you all then. Do drop us a follow on both Twitter and Instagram and Instagram threads, whatever the thing has launched. That's TGN underscore FPL. And do drop us a like on this video. And don't forget to hit the bell icon and subscribe. Too much, too many things to say at the moment. But yeah, let's wrap <laughs> it up. And yeah, we'll see you all next time. Till then, enjoy your tinkering. Cheers, cheers. Yes, thank you.